0: Welcome into WarChant TV. This is Ira Schofield, managing editor of WarChant.com, and I'm joined today by a guy I've known for a long time, uh, but haven't done a video interview with before. So this is a new experience for, for you, Coach. Coach Alan Rodemaker, who is a longtime high school football coach in the state of Georgia. Uh, but you guys probably are a little bit more concerned about his relationship to his son, Tate Rodemaker, who now is Florida State's starting quarterback, uh, going into this week's game against Florida. Coach Rodemaker, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. So so you guys were at the game on Saturday? Oh, yeah. yeah. And I know well, I, you're still coaching, so you don't make every game. Do you make every game?
1: You know, we miss Syracuse um, and Boston College. Okay. Um, so we've been to every other game. So that? Miami. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, Miami. Yeah. We played, you know, 4A, 2 and 4A had to play on Saturday, so we missed the Miami game too. And now my wife was there with, with some friends, but we missed okay. the Miami game. I wow, I did, I
0: did. So you, I mean, being the father of a backup quarterback, I mean, you, you don't know if you're ever going to see him play. I mean, I guess in that game, you probably figured you would see him play because they're playing North Alabama, uh, but not under those circumstances. Um, I guess uh, in those emotions, are you thinking more like a father or more like a coach? Kind of what are your emotions as you see Jordan? I mean, obviously the biggest thing was concern for Jordan, but then once you realize Tate's going to go in there, kind of what was, what was it like for you?
1: Yeah. I remember seeing uh, Jordan's father at tailgate and spoke to him uh, like we always do right there at the legacy walk. And I'll be honest with you. I didn't immediately think Tate when Jordan went down. I, I knew it was Jordan that went down. I saw the run, I saw everything. And then we saw the replays and then I, somewhere in there, it hit me that, Oh, Tate's going in. Right. I was just concerned. I think like everybody, everyone was concerned about Jordan to begin with. And so it was, um, yeah, it's certainly bittersweet. Um, yeah. And, you know, we were walking back to tapes that night and Jordan FaceTimed him. And they're, they're, this team is so close, especially those quarterbacks. You know, they're all really close. And so I thought it was, you know, it's a really neat thing. I hate Jordan's having to go through it, but I, I see where – and I'm not a social media guy for the most part, but I, I see where uh, Jordan has sent some stuff out just – uh, telling people to relax, that Tate's going to be fine. And I just think it's huge. Those relationships are so huge.
0: So what was that um, – I know you, you mentioned that, uh, and I think you uh, you mentioned in other interviews as well, uh, that, you know, Jordan reached out to Tate that night after the game. What Could you get a sense for what that meant to Tate?
1: Oh, I think it means the world. I, like I said, they're close, and they pull for one another. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm sorry i got phones going off no problem well that, that's funny that's Rocco English uh Gino's father i will tell you a funny story that that kind of brings up a story I was getting ready to tell you anyway that's funny <laughs> y'all. um me and Gino are, uh, or me and Rocco were under the under the uh in the stadium one one game when it was raining I can't remember a game it was raining and I, Gino and and Tate were such good buddies when Gino was here and I told Rocco and Rocco played quarterback his backup quarterback at Penn State back in the day. And I said, Rocco, let me be honest with you now. I had not told my son to be friends with your son because I don't think he should be friends with any guy he's competing with. (laughs) And Gino said, uh, or Rocco said, I told Gino the same thing. (laughs) And so I've always felt that way, but these, these guys, and this is a different generation, but Jordan and Tate and Brock and AJ, I mean, you know when I cooked crawfish for a lot of players a couple of years ago, when Tate turned 21, AJ was there. It, it's not uncommon now, but it would have been uncommon, in my, uncommon in my day. You know, we just didn't get along. We're we're competing. I don't like that guy. But <laughs> these days, these these quarterbacks are so close, and I just I think it's really I, I'm certainly in a more mature uh, relationship than we used to have.
0: It's funny you say that. I actually was talking to. Um... Tatum Bethune and Kalen DeLoach's dads uh, for something else I'm doing. And they talked about Tatum Bethune's dad said when, and Tatum's dad played at FAMU and, and uh, you know, he said when, when, when Tatum transferred to Florida state from UCF, when they were driving up, he said, he told him now, look, you might think that they're going to welcome you with open arms, but those other linebackers may not be real thrilled about you coming in. there as a guy who had a hundred tackles, but he said when he, they pulled up in the parking lot, Caitlin was the one that greeted him in the parking lot, gave him a big hug and just welcomed him in. So I guess to that point, it speaks to what you're talking about this team also, you know, it seems like it's part of, it's probably modern football, but also it's probably specifically a little bit about this team.
1: Well, it certainly is about this team. I didn't mean to underscore that. I mean, uh, undervalue that because I think it's Mike Norvell and this, this team and, and then it's new generation as well. Probably. Yeah.
0: So, um, you know, you've coached. Talk a little bit about. I wanted to ask you a little bit about your career, um, just to give the perspective of how long you've been around. I don't want to age you, coach, and I know I look much older than you. But my, <laughs> but my, and I told, I reminded you of this. My first job covering South uh, high school football in South Georgia. You were actually the first person I interviewed um, back in the day in Thomasville when you were at Thomasville High School on Coach Bobo's staff. Um, how long have you been coaching? And uh, just kind of give people
1: an idea of, of your career. Yeah, my my first season was 1989, uh, North Greenville. It was a JUCO then right after Prop 48. So we had some great players, and we went undefeated my first year of coaching. And then, you know, I, I wanted to stay in high school coaching. Um, and so the next year I coached at Bowling Springs High School in South Carolina. And then after that, uh, you know, I was – Southeast Whitfield High School in in Dalton, Georgia, for a couple years. I met a a guy named Tim Marchman, went to work for him. And then, so I guess it was my fourth, fifth year in coaching. I met Coach Bobo, interviewed with him, and was hired at Thomasville High School. And I guess that's when we uh, met. And, you know, Bobo, I only worked one year for him. We played for the state championship. It was a special year to be in Thomasville because – we, we drive two miles to the state championship as the visiting team. And then Charlie Ward wins the Heisman that same year. Yeah. It was a special time. 93 was a special year for South Georgia and in, in Tallahassee. Um, then I left there. I was at Peach County for four or five years with Rodney Walker. And then Rodney left and I became the head coach of Peach County for a couple of years. And then uh, right around the time that Tate was born, April uh, of that year, 2001, I guess, um, I got out of coaching uh, because me and my wife wanted to, she wanted to stay home with our kids and we had already had one son, Bo was my oldest. And so we chose to get out of coaching uh, simply because I didn't know if we could afford, you know, to have her stay at home and me being coaching. So I got out for eight years, worked for my brother-in-law at a uh, telecom company in, in Raleigh, North Carolina. And, you know, after, you know after eight years of that for a lot of reasons i got back into coaching um at burns high school with bobby bentley in uh, burns south carolina bobby was a college roommate uh, of mine in fact his wife was at the game this past saturday because her son their son is the quarterback coach from north alabama so they were there and um that was pretty cool and then you know, from there, I went, I got on with Rance Gillespie at, at Valdosta High School, and Rance was the head coach. Rance kind of followed me at Peach County. I followed him uh, when he left Valdosta to, to go to Georgia Southern to be the offense coordinator. I was at Valdosta for six years as an assistant, four years as head coach. And then, you know, there's a couple more stops. I went to Cockle County a couple years, um, a couple good seasons there as assistant coach. Um, and then, you know, I'm at I'm at uh, Madison County, Georgia, uh, just north of of um, Athens now. And it's my second year there. So I'm kind of easing into retirement a little bit. And I tell people all the time I was Tate was uh, Alan Rottermaker's son until about his junior year. And I became Tate. <laughs> we're, we're enjoying that. We, we love the Saturdays and we're up here. Uh, near my wife's family and our daughter plays volleyball at Lenore Ryan, So this is a perfect spot for us. Um, but we certainly enjoy watching our kids play ball, uh, both, uh, in volleyball and coming to Tallahassee every Saturday.
0: Well, there's just a side thing. What year were you at Burns? What years? 2009 I'm
1: Marcus Ladamore We had a great team. Wow. Um, played for the state championship. Um, I've Been part of some really good teams. We played for the state championship in 93. We played for it in 98 at Peach County, played for it in 2009 in, in South Carolina, and then, of course, we won it in 2016 uh, at about Austin. But Marcus Lattimore, we had a dozen, yeah, our five kids on that team.
0: Yeah, that was uh, yeah, he was something else. And they had Burns was loaded for sure. Um, did um, so coaching Tate in high school, uh, as you guys said, you guys you win state. Jaheen Bell was one of the players on that team as well. Um, what was that experience like, you know, him being – I think Coach Norvell mentioned today he, he was 7A player of the year. Just, you know, I, I imagine, man, you as a as a coach, high school football coach, your son at quarterback, and having that kind of team success, I mean, how magical was that time for you guys? Well, I
1: say all the time, take a little football in high school because I, his daddy was not coaching him. I was a defensive guy, and I never – I never said a word to Tate, and the offense coordinator. In fact, the offense coordinator um, has done, done a great job. Uh, he's now assistant at um, at Georgia Tech, but Tate did an excellent job. Um, Josh Crawford's his name, but Tate um, Tate made me look good. Uh, Tate won a lot of football games for us. He was all state as a junior, all state as a senior, player of the year, you know, his senior year. Um, his first varsity started through for 250 yards and four touchdowns is end of his sophomore year. So he's, um, he's certainly, I've come to trust Tate just by watching him. And again, I've never, you know, we, me and Tate have thrown a lot of footballs. I mean, we've, we've thrown a lot over the years and I was a high school quarterback, so I knew just enough to be dangerous. Um, and, <laughs> and I knew the guys, you know, I tell you, he's never really had a quarterback coach that was not a, an employee of mine or a coordinator of mine, other than George Bobo. George Bobo spent countless hours with Tate since Tate was six years old, uh, throwing football with with, uh, with George and George teaching him really how to throw. And then Rance Gillespie kind of took that and helped Tate when he was young as well. Uh, but he's had numerous uh, guys that are great. In fact, I just got off an interview with a guy uh, from Tampa that, was asking about me and Billy Napier's relationship, but Billy's father really helped Tate as well in this camp that we went to. Mike Hodges' quarterback receiver camp in Mm -hmm. Georgia we went to for 30 years. Well, I guess Tate went on, went for about 10 or 12 years, but uh, Bill Napier really taught Tate a lot as well. Mm -hmm. But George Bobo's the guy. And, you know, we still stay with George uh, every Saturday night after a game. You know we're in George's house. I got a little guest room in George's house. <laughs> so I stay with him every Saturday night, whether he's there or not. I got a key, get in, and it's, it's a pretty nice little relationship
0: for people. I mean, I'm sure people could piece it together with the last name, but yeah, Mike Bobo's dad, uh, George Bobo. And that's when Coach Bobo retired at Thomasville, was when Mike was going to be the starter up at Georgia, which is
1: uh, it's where you all end up leaving Thomasville. That's right. In fact, I followed the way George. George was head coach at Thomasville. Mike became the starter. The last year, Mike, the redshirt year of Mike was my first year at Thomasville.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We had the banquet. George comes in and tells us, tells everybody, hey, I'm resigning. I'm going to North Georgia and watch Mike play. George was an assistant coach the rest of his career at multiple places watching Mike. And I've kind of done the same thing. Um, I tell uh, George all the time, he's my hero. <laughs> I, I've followed it. I've followed you know, we had another good friend, Mark Loudomilk, whose son played in Central Florida, was a long snapper and not a long snapper. But he was a holder and a punter at Central Florida. And we've all taken steps back in our careers to go watch our kids. And um, I hadn't regretted a minute of that. It's been a lot of fun. And, and hopefully there's two more years of that.
0: Yeah. So did Tate um, play all sports growing up? Or or is it mostly just football from the beginning?
1: Tate's got Tate and his brother, because we played ball in a yard since they were knee-high to a duck. Um mm-hmm. Tate and Bo both had great hand-eye coordination. Um and their mother's a great athlete. She was a college basketball player. Uh but
0: so is that where he gets the jumps from, the hops from?
1: Whatever he gets that's good, <laughs> from mama, I can tell you that. <laughs> Any bad things he gets, that's that's daddy. But um, tate played basketball was a really good basketball player i don't think he played after his freshman or sophomore year in high school but he ran track um ran the 400 meters was a, was a pole vaulter believe it or not until he became our starting quarterback and i said no more pole vaulting <laughs> um but he never really baseball was too slow for him my other son played baseball basketball we played everything listen in high school i played back in the day everybody did but i I played football, basketball, baseball, and track and loved every minute of it. So my kids kind of took the same thing.
0: So when you were coaching him in high school, you're saying you kind of left him alone a little bit? Um,
1: well, a- I mean, he got the wrath of me. I mean, he, <laughs> awesome. he, he, I've run him and I've disciplined him and I've gotten on him and I've hollered at him and screamed at him, but I didn't coach him. So any of his success was not me. It was more Josh Crawford. I can tell you that. But, um, Gotcha. No, I coached the defensive side of the ball and I was I was heavy involved in special teams and defense and I let the offense do the thing
0: when he um and to give people an idea again like y'all are playing in front of like when you play a state championship game in Georgia I mean 10,000 people 12,000 people I mean well, that's not, played,
1: it, you know we played in the Georgia Dome in 2016 and there was probably 25 or 30,000 there right, right but our home games at at Baysmore Highler Stadium, the home, you know, you play Lounge or Calvert County, and you're warming up at six forty-five, and there's ten thousand people in the stands. Right. Um, so, I mean, he's been in front of. I, right. I mean, he's 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 played in front of a lot of people. I know it's not eighty thousand, or it's not the swamp, but right. He's he's um, he's can he's all. Listen, I came from a little double A high school. I never played in front of more than five hundred. Mm -hmm. Then I went to a college where the Citadel and Furman was our biggest game, and that may be 18,000. So Mm -hmm. I've never played in front of anybody compared to him, but I don't think crowds really bother him. So were you at the Louisville game last year? No, that was a Friday night game. Oh, that's right. And so we were playing, and I had a coach on the sideline that was kind of giving me score updates. And somewhere in that game, Ira – and I I know we did a story on this, or I did it with somebody. Yeah. But somewhere in that game, our my assistant coach, one of our assistants said, "Um, hey, they're they're behind, but Tate's got an attempt." And I said, "What?" <laughs> and that's all he told me because he was I don't know if he couldn't he didn't have good reception or whatever. So it took me another ten minutes to figure out why he had an attempt, and the game ended and. I basically watched the game on my phone on the bus ride back and then when we got back I put it on my we got a little 70-inch screen TV in in my office and I watched the last quarter or so in my office and it was a, even though we got beat that night I had to be quiet but it was a good moment.
0: Yeah, but um one of the things you talked you told me about Tate, you know, probably a couple of years ago um was, you know, one of the things you were hoping that would come from him is just the confidence. And, and and that was so much the thing with Jordan. I, I was talking to somebody about Jordan the other day and they were like, wow, when, how did he really learn how to throw? And how did, he? and I said, man, I talked to his high school coach when he came to Florida state from Louisville and that coach, it was Eric Cresser, And he, he could not say enough about Jordan's passing ability, but when Jordan got here, after going through what he went through at Louisville and then his first year or two here, like he had lost his confidence. And Jordan has talked about that a lot. how much, as a guy who's coached a lot of football players, like how important is that piece just to to being able to do anything?
1: It's everything. It's everything. Uh, I mean, and I I don't think Tate ever lost confidence in himself. I think it's hard for guys when they go to college and they don't play immediately. They just, they're not, everything they do is in practice and it's hard when you, when you're standing on the sidelines for, year after year, and I know Tate got a chance his freshman year, but I don't know that that did him any good. <laughs>
0: that was, be yeah, honest that was with you. I mean that was ridiculous, but
1: anyway. You know, his first series, and I'll tell you, that could have gone totally different, but it went, it went well uh, for Jordan. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're sprinting out in your own end zone on the first series of the game, throwing to your left against right? Jacksonville State, and that was kind of like this week. You're supposed to beat them bad, mm-hmm. and – we're behind, and so I think – I really think the leash was short on Tate that day. Right. He ended up playing not bad after that pick six. But, you know, Jordan came in, did a great job, and I think Jordan was certainly down. I'm not trying to say that it wasn't, but I think that really um, – that that hurt as far as confidence, naturally, like it would anybody. And then he didn't play a whole lot more meaningful downs until Louisville last year. Right. It's just hard being on the sidelines, I think, for quarterbacks. I mean, you know, I was a high school quarterback. I never played it in college, but I, I know on the sidelines is not the same and uh, practice is not the same. And so Tate's gone through really two and a half years before Louisville of nothing really at a collegiate level. And I just think for anybody that that that's going to be tough
0: and it's uh, but it's really kind of a i mean a testament to him and coach Norvell talked about it today um but just you know you don't see a lot of guys stick around for 4 years i mean very few schools right now have a situation where the starter quarterback starting quarterback goes down and they've got a guy who's been in the system for 4 years um it just doesn't happen anymore so i mean like it, i think it's a it's a great story for for Tate to be able to come through in that situation last saturday but uh, you know also how difficult has it been to to resist, you know, when everybody else is hopping out. I know he was he was tight with Chubba when Chubba was here and Chubba left. Um, Gino left. Um, you know, w- what's it been like for Tate to, to kind of just kind of keep
1: fighting through? Well, evidently it hadn't been hard. He's never brought up word transfer. I brought it up to him a few times because naturally, me being a high school coach uh in South Georgia, I know all these recruiters, they've been through our place recruiting. Tate's and Jaheen Bells and all the other guys. We, You know, we signed a dozen kids or more a year at about all stuff. So I know all these guys, and so naturally I get phone calls and I get texts about what's Tate going to do every year. And, um, you know, I just stopped bringing it up to Tate because he was not – he's never been interested. Um, he's always wanted to be the quarterback for Florida State, and I think he – he loves his teammates, he loves being there, he loves the school. He he graduates in in another month. Um but you know, uh, he's never brought it up. He's never even we've never even had more than a 10 second conversation about it. And you know, that's that's him. I wish I could say it was me. I wish it was different. He, I've been proud of him for that. I'll be t- I'll be honest with you and the coaches that reach out to me. When he says, when I tell them hey, he's not interested, they're say you know what they say? They say, good for him. <laughs> and then they go get another one. Um, right. <laughs> I just think it's it's bad. And, and, you know, I got enough knowledge. And me and Coach Norvell have talked about this when he came through our, you know, Cockle County recruiting. You know, 60% of those guys that get in never find a place. Right. And so, but I hadn't shared any of that with Tate. I, t- I just think Tate has always wanted to be the quarterback for Florida State. Um, and – um so it's never really come up.
0: When could you talk about your your relationship with coach? So with Coach Napier, you mentioned it earlier uh, with his father. So do you have much relationship with Billy
1: also? Billy, you know Billy, his father's a little older than me, and Billy was a little younger. I used to go over there and play pickup basketball in in Dalton when when Billy was young, and well, those were some good games, knockout knockdown dragouts. But uh, <laughs> those were some good memories too. But I knew his his father so well. And I used to room right next to him in, in this camp for 30 years now. And we would tell all these Jerry Clower stories and all that. So we good old people, but I didn't know Billy uh, that well, but I knew of Billy and I knew a lot of people that knew Billy and then Billy recruited him in when he was in Louisiana. Right. And so, and, and Billy didn't come through himself. I had, he had other recruiters came through and then we went and saw him play. At Georgia Southern, when Louisiana came up and played Georgia Southern, I spoke to Billy and we had a long conversation. And then, um, and that's pretty much it. But, you know, we we had some text and, and short phone calls. And then, you know, after this, this tells you a little bit about Billy Napier, which I think the Napier family is just one of the nicest good people in in this world that I've ever known. His dad was just salt of the earth, good people, um, after the Louisville game last year, you know, I got texts from a lot of people and just saying how proud they were of Tate. And Billy Napier was one of them, wrote a long text to him and mm-hmm. told me how proud he was and for him to step up in the moment. And that's pretty neat. I, it was a pretty neat little deal. Uh, and, you know, I, I know Kirby and Must Champ and Bobo and all those guys, and a lot of those guys sent texts as well. But uh, I know them a lot better than I do Billy but uh, right. that was pretty neat for Billy to do that. I, listen, Florida's fine. I, I think they got a really good football coach and really even a better person. I can tell you this, without reservation, they hadn't talked about Jesus in Florida in a long time, but Billy Napier's talking about it. So mm-hmm. he's uh, he's a good person, and he'll get it turned around down there.
0: Um, and then I wonder just your experience as a coach, I mean, because, you know, you, you have the – personal relationship obviously with with Tate being his dad but like as a coach you've had i'm sure tons of years where you had teams that had certain situations but injuries happen um what's the key to dealing with that i mean I, you know just it seems like a lot of in a lot of cases it brings guys closer together and you see guys raise their level um as you know what what are what are some of the things that you know you, you'll look to see from Florida State coming back after uh, Jordan's injury?
1: Well, I can tell you this. The other night, I don't care if it was North Alabama or Alabama, we're behind in the first quarter. We look like we're sleepwalking on both sides of the football. And that happens to Jordan now. Nobody wanted it to happen to Jordan. But I'm going to tell you, uh, the whole team rallied after that. And we've seen it time and time again over the last – ever since I've been watching football – where you have a teammate gets hurt or a teammate has cancer or teammates uh, or one of the coaches is is having health issues or other issues and the team seems to rally behind that that's exactly what happened the other night and I we certainly all hate Jordan to be the you know, the, the guinea pig right there for that I guess but I just I've seen it over and over again um but the the, the best thing you can do as a coach is you better have too deep ready. Mm -hmm. And as far as dealing with it, you know, a a team with great culture, which I think uh, Norvale is, as much as anybody at that level, I think has really invested in, promoted and built great culture at Florida state. And when you have good people and good players, and you have backups every, every position, you can overcome these things and they'll rally for each other. And I think that's what Florida state's done. And I, I hope it continues because we're certainly all going to need it for the next two weeks. Um, and then, you know, the, anything after that will be determined by these next two weeks, but I think having great culture having good backups at each position and then having a tragedy like happened Saturday night, I think just brings them all together.
0: And then last thing, so you, um, Will you, be, will you be in the swamp? Will you be able to get down there? Oh, yeah, certainly. Okay. All right. One thing I'll tell
1: you about Florida, I, I don't know if it's changed with Billy. They have the best visiting parent seats of anybody we play. We sat right on a 50-year-old last time. So <laughs> we'll be – I hope they got the same because we had a good – um, we had good seats last time we were there. So, yeah, we'll be there with my immediate family, my daughter and oldest son and my wife will be down there.
0: The last thing for real, though, because uh, I meant to ask you this earlier. So Coach Tokars takes over as quarterback's coach the last couple of years. What has that been like um, for Tate as well, for Tate and Jordan? Because it seems like um, he's done a good job. A lot of people didn't know who Tony Tokars was when he got that job, elevated from an analyst. Um, how has how he, he, he done for Tate?
1: Well, first, I, listen, Kenny was the first one I knew, first text, first phone call, and it ended up getting us at Florida State. Uh, with Coach Norvell and our relationship when he was at Memphis. But I think um, Kenny was so involved in the offense and the calling of the offense and sharing that responsibility with Coach uh, Norvell. I think just having a guy like Tony um, that's focused just just on those five or six guys in that room has made all the difference in the world in Jordan. It's made all the difference in the world in Tate and every one of the other quarterbacks. I mean, you can just see the difference. And I, I think Kenny did a great job. But when Kenny left and Norvell focused on the offense and, you know, Tokars just had to focus on those five guys in that room, it made a tremendous difference in my son and Jordan and the other quarterback. So, I mean, he, he that's been that relationship and that change um, that happened with, with Kenny leaving was actually turned out to be a really good thing, probably for Kenny and for Florida State.
0: Right. Awesome. All right, coach. Well, listen, man, I really appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. And, uh, and, uh, again, I, we all wish it was under different circumstances, but, but, um, I, you know, I think it's great to see Tate get this opportunity and, uh, I know you guys are grateful and, and excited and, uh, the fan base, I think the fan base is going to rally behind Tate too. So it should be, should be an exciting time.
1: Well, tell, tell Aslan and, and Corey to be nice because I listen to them every morning on the way to work.
0: That's not possible.
1: <laughs> no, hopefully. They- Listen, I, I enjoy, I really enjoy that. That's about, it's about 30 minute drive to work every morning. And just tell Corey and Aslan, I appreciate all the good, the bad. And, the <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to keep on doing what they're doing because they did a great, do a great job. And I, I continue to listen to them. So it's a lot of fun.
0: All right, coach. Well, listen, man, I appreciate it. And we'll uh, talk again soon. Hopefully uh, we'll have good things to talk about here in the near future.
1: Yes, sir. Thanks, Ira.
0: Take care.